Hello and welcome to the Glasgow PT Podcast, episode 34. Uh, I'm joined today by Scott Simpson. Hello. And Conor McInnes. Hello. Um, we are here today to talk about the impact of fitness, specifically the impact that it has had on our lives. Um, we're not going to sit here and pretend that we've been through some <coughs> life-changing dramatic um, thing, but we are going to share um, our journeys so far, how that's changed over time, and hopefully give the people who haven't started a fitness journey some sort of incline and insider look into um, why we still do it and why the people around us still do it and why we think you should give it at least a bash to see if um, it's going to benefit you and to see if it can change your life in a very positive way. Would you agree? Yep. Yeah? Sweet. Cool. Right, so how are we? Connor, good, good, good. to have you on, mate. It's been a I while. Know. When was the last one? Uh, I did, what, second one? Something like that, third one? You did, and then you did another one, but... Did I? Oh, what have you been up oh, to? I mean you. Uh, what have you been up to since then, mate? <laughs> hey, I don't. When when, the, when was the first one? When the first one air? Um, we did the motivation one. Uh, the very first one, I think we did, didn't we? And, and then, then we did. There was another one. Me and you, and Seb. Yep. What was that one? Do you remember? Uh, try to think. Was it comparison? Aye, self comparison. Yep. That was it. Um, aye. So since then, um, we I've seen you. Uh, <laughs> Every day <laughs> Every day um, But aye, it's good to get you back on mate Because uh, you bring a buzz to the podcast And a buzz to um, Something a bit different for me and Scott Thank who, you, thank yeah. you it's, it's weird mate, it's weird to be seeing these I'm, uh, I'm a wee bit nervous but I like it right, It's definitely put, different Put your mic up put my, So you can talk right I'm right of you There you go right That's better Because you can hear us Can you hear yourself? I can hear you aye Yeah perfect Right, so we're going to talk about the impact of fitness uh, and hopefully at the end of this podcast uh, you'll either be inspired to start your journey and uh, some method of fitness uh, or you'll um, know and continue to feel shite and uh, unhappy within yourself or you'll, you know, you'll join the thousands and thousands and thousands of people that are currently um, suffering from depression, anxiety, obesity, diabetes um, and we can only speak from our field that how much this can help, how much it can help all of the stuff that's happening in the world the new. Um because we've seen it firsthand, we've seen it with our clients, we've seen it with ourselves, um, and anybody who has been through a rigorous process with fitness and it's a life changing one at that, it will be will be the biggest um sort of fans of that. And you know, there is some sometimes there's a bit of a divide I feel where you're either really into fitness and it's changed your life and you kinda make that you know, you you you're about that sort of stuff every day. Or you get people who maybe don't like looking at that. I mean, there's a small population, I think, that just let people let bygones be bygones. You do you, I'll do me. Like, they don't really say it, and that's fine. We're not saying that, like, everybody has to be into fitness. <coughs> but what we are saying is that everybody wants to feel better. Mm -hmm. And we're not saying everybody wants a bigger ass or a bigger chest <coughs> or bigger shoulders. We're saying everybody wants to feel better. Mm -hmm. um, so that's where we're, we're not going to make this specific to... Weight training, but we're going to talk about benefits of that as well. But we want we want everybody listening to this to get on board in some way uh, that, that they can. So let's talk first of all about our experiences. Mm -hmm. uh, who wants to go first? There you go. <coughs> Do you want me to go? Scott Simpson. Um, well, my background is that when I was uh, younger, I was always quite active. I used to swim competitively um, from a from a kind of young age and. So I've never really had a kind of probably sustained period where I didn't do very much at all. When I went to uni, <clears throat> it sort of slid away a wee bit and I didn't really do too much. I joined the swim club 
at uni. Um, and I don't think I trained once. I think I went on two nights out. They did nights out on a Wednesday. And, uh, <laughs> them swimmers, eh? <laughs> that Michael Phelps body. The wild bunch. Uh, and then... Oh, and that was it. So I, that kind of slid away a little bit then. But even then, I was still like, I used to play like five-a-side football and I used to go to the gym from time to time. So I've never been like massively inactive, I would say. Um, and then obviously, um, just round about that sort of time, I I'd started doing more and more weight training. I did bits of it when I used to swim, but it wasn't like a massive thing um, at the time. We used to like do a gym session every Saturday morning and it was just basically a circuit around the machines. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. And they... But I started doing more and more of it as that kind of fell away and I just started um, getting more and more into the gym and just sort of found a bit of a, a passion for it as well. Um, and it's, it's sort of, it's one of those things where I'm kind of at a point now where I can't, I couldn't imagine not doing it. Like I just, I just couldn't imagine. It's just become quite ingrained in uh, what makes me feel good, um, gives me focus, something to, to focus on and I enjoy it. Like, I enjoy training at the time. I enjoy the feeling I get afterwards. So, yeah, that's that. Sweet. Uh, is there a time where you, in fact, I'll come back to the, the any of the sort of emotional or the the feelings towards it had changed. Uh, I know that you'd spoke to me before previously about when you started as a PT, for example, and you realised that you were probably the skinniest guy there or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, which I'm sure we all did at some point when we started a fitness journey. Um, so we'll come back to the, the sort of... Um, emotions behind your journey so far mate Connor let's just kick off with your um, your start up no I started off uh, similar than this woman side I'm awful at swimming it's probably right. probably my worst my worst sport uh, but uh, a lot of five sides a lot of going to the gym and stuff like that as well one of my good mates he got me into going to the gym with him and then I met a PT so I just started off again same ideas I wanted to get stronger I was getting injured. I'm quite small, so well, <laughs> I'm small. So I was getting injured a lot of football. Uh, I enjoyed going to MMA and stuff like that as well. And anytime I get hurt or anything like that, I just felt like it was impacting me more than the norm. So I wanted to get into it a wee bit more, just to build up some strength, feel better about myself, and obvious aesthetic goals as well. So look a wee bit better, feel a wee bit better about myself as well. And then it just kind of unraveled for there. I met a PT and Banatines. I started off in a health club, so. And that was actually quite good. I, I think uh, he used to work in our gym before I was there. I don't know if you know him, a guy called Dave Brown. No, uh, no. <coughs> so he's a big bodybuilder. And uh, I started off going to classes, all that kind of stuff. And then I fell away for a wee while and then I went back to it. So every fitness journey doesn't have to start off with this block. Like I hit the ground running and that was it. Yep. And then like I got massive and I've stayed in that shape forever. Mm-hmm. I, I'd, I'd enjoyed it for a wee while, went kind of sporadic. Did classes that I liked, left it for a while, and then went back to it, and I just found my love for it again, and then started my own career. Yep, sweet, cool. Uh, Mind was, I mean, nothing, <coughs> nothing untoward or nothing untowards the wrong word, but nothing uh, crazy either. Similar to Connor in the sense that I played football, um, always felt that I was athletic, and always felt that I kind of was, I don't know, like. I would like to say above average at, at most things that I put my hand to in terms of like sports, mm-hmm. athletics, badminton, football, you name it. I was, I'd like to say I was above average. So I think it's like it's the same as a lot of PTs. You you, you tend to start PT or eventually lead to PT because of that. I feel mm-hmm. I feel that any PT is usually usually because whatever the day or the actions they've took in the 
the years from like 13 upwards mm -hmm. for four or five years, you end up more athletic. If you're already starting off with a bit of a genetic advantage um, than the average person, you tend to keep going with that. Like for, you know, girls who end up doing cheerleading or they end up doing gymnastics, they get a stronger core, they get uh, more developed muscles. So then that leads them into going, right, maybe it might be a PT here because uh, people always kind of ask me how I stay in shape and stuff and really it's just a natural Thing, I think. Yeah, I think so. so. I feel there's a natural progression into the PT game, and I was no different. I mean, I had abs. I was skinny, but I had abs, and I thought right. And don't get me wrong, there was muscle there because there was still skinny guys that didn't have it. So that was my kind of way. I was like, right, okay. Uh, and then I tried weight training. Uh, I don't remember clearly the day of trying weight training and how I felt right after it. So mm. a wee bit of storytelling here, but I definitely. It felt amazing, like at some point, enough to be like, right. And I used to just go out my pal's house. We used to just, he used to have a rack. I would show up <coughs> with fucking, I don't know, like half a sandwich in me, running late. I've seen the old videos of Aye, so the old videos <laughs> You're me. In like a garage, aye, just, just in the garage, just lifting. Like he would do all the studying, he would do all the, you know, he would read up on stuff. I would rock up. Like I say, starving, half a sandwich in me, probably late. Mm. Uh, and then I would just copy him. <clears throat> I just did what I had today and it, don't get me wrong I learned very very well what I did do was skip out the, the embarrassment of joining a gym and or the lead up to joining a gym and mm -hmm. maybe doing things wrong in the weights area I like to think I, I skipped that stage and probably did, just did a lot of stuff wrong in a private area mm -hmm. so I did miss that sector of it um, but I learned a lot of good form and I carried that in with me and then I mean there was a wee stage where I wasn't um, I didn't go to that garage gym um, and there was no like there was mere, mere stuff when I went to an actual gym. It was like machines, mm. and I don't know about you, but even to this day, if I go to a hotel gym in holiday, you're like, right, <laughs> I know, I kind of know what that does. Aye. It's like mad, just mad. It's like mad weird versions of things. Um, and I, I guess that's what people who join a gym new um, come to these big commercial gyms and think as well. So mm. I totally get that. Um, and I used to for a wee stage, uh, uh, if I didn't get on the squat rack to deadlift or squat, then my options were limited because he didn't have resistance kit in that garage. He just had squat or deadlifts or mm. dips or something like that, right? Mm. Um, so I so I just um, I just went into a gym and I did a bit of rowing. Uh, I did a bit of abs. That was the first two things I did, right? I rowed and then done abs. Uh, and then I waited for the rack to become available. If it wasn't, I would just, I saw a guy doing something and I just copied him. Um, and I would go on the leg press. And I remember one time it was, I, I went on the leg press, right? Um, one week. And I came in and a new leg press was there. Mm. Must have just replaced it, right? Uh, and it wasn't, you know how the leg presses where you push it, mm -hmm. right? And that, that was the, what it was like the first time. And the second time it was push the one, away. Uh, the oh, one you no. push away. So you move yourself away, right? <laughs> and I, I went to push it and it wouldn't move. So obviously, like I, I should have moved if I allowed myself to move, if you get me. I, I was prepped to push it, no mm. get pushed. <laughs> Uh, and I just I went to do one rep couldn't do it this machine's broken mate but, uh, <laughs> I it, broke this I, I broke it my first try wait you're going to look at it that machine it's no working mate what do I pay what am I paying a membership for uh, so anyway uh, I got half did what, like did a half a fake rep because I couldn't push it uh, put the weight down still wouldn't move I'm like ah, something's happened here that was because I've not had my breakfast or something. And then I just went half. And that's just one, I'm just trying to explain to people that, like, as a PT, one of the, one or two of the wee moments I've had in the gym, the wee flakies. Right. But I did just copy people, you know what I mean? Um, I think I think embarrassing and embarrassing yourself in the gym is necessary. Yep. I think once, once it happens, you kind of just get over it. Some people obviously get terrified and it kind of hinders them a wee bit, stops them coming to the gym. But for me, it was probably the second time <clears> when I tried decline bench. 
it was a proper like full full decline and I get crushed by it and I was just waiting there like hoping it wasn't going to roll towards my face <laughs> I was like who's going to come my dumbbell me? no a barbell 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 yep. de- decline and it was like a fixed bench as well mm. so I couldn't go, I couldn't go mm. I couldn't like roll it either and I had like right. at this time like I don't know anybody like bench presses if you don't bench press then this is going to be an arbitrary number but it was 50 kilos and at the time it was like my second third time maybe bench pressing I put 50 kilos on it and I felt myself I was like I can either tip this or shout help <laughs> but I was like I have about three seconds before all the air leaves my lungs <laughs> so eventually somebody spotted me and then saved me but it could have been worse aye. Aye. no you're right and I think you just like sometimes you learn the hard way like I've seen some funny things with clients have done like I even shared all that uh, I think there was she went at a gym before she came here um, I'm not naming them because it's like advertising but uh, uh, that's what they do in the kind of podcast and they, they, they don't mention stuff Aye. and like films and all that <laughs> they can't just say that yeah like, I can't say where but uh, um, unless they want to sponsor the podcast that <laughs> is like, Avian, just <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, American Idol where they have the Coca-Cola and all Aye. that but and they, they blur it out but no, she um she she went to a gym and I think all the benches were pinned in. I don't know if you've ever been to a gym oh, where all aye. the benches are aye, pinned aye, in. Aye, aye. And uh, because of that, like she then came to my gym and was just like, like they must all be pinned in. So bear in mind they're obviously at the shop and uh, she just went to, like she just had to train like near somebody and all that and like <laughs> she just wherever the bench was she would just go with it. <laughs> right. Um so I that's the, the, those things like sometimes clients do things that when I'm training them and I just find it funny, man, because it's it's harmless, do you know what I mean? And Aye. like and I just find it quite it's quite funny how even just like um if you're on the platforms and you're you're changing the, the setting of the height, like mm-hmm. that is just alien to some people. <laughs> I remember looking at a I don't know if any of you have ever used like Dip handles, mm-hmm. in fact, well, in the you try to roll them the in, ring, roll them out. Aye, mate, aye, that's that, the worst. I used to, and my pal just used to make, watch me until I could figure it out. And I, I just, I just quite tell me, and he'd be like, no, and I'd be like, because it doesn't look the way it would slot in. It doesn't <coughs> slot in like, aye. like a draw. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, that's that's the sort of like trials and tribulations that I've. That I think it's through. it's one of those things in it where if someone's going to go into the gym for the first time, you lose sight or they don't have the perspective of. Everybody was in, went into a gym for the first time at some point, mm-hmm. even if it's the biggest, most jacked guy in there. He had his first day in the gym at one point where you walk in and you don't know where things are. You're not 100% sure what you're doing. And uh, that's that's normal. You kind of have to go through that a little bit to to get good at like using the gym. Yeah, but it, I think there's a, a thing as if like some people go into the gym, especially if they're new and they think that they, everyone there was born there. Aye, and do you know what I mean? Been, like aye. they just, do you know what I mean? Like it just was given to them, but mm. everyone had their first day in the gym at some point. Yeah. And you've made, you've made mistakes along, along the way. Mate, for sure. Perfect one I've said in previous podcasts was, uh, <coughs> I got, I got the job in a gym and I, like I say, I've trained in private. So, um, this is why I hadn't, hadn't learned this before, but my first ever shift solo, I mean, I did I did quite a lot of shifts, but I never did a 6am shift and it was a Saturday morning. Um, and that was my new shift away for the Saturday night. So I was the first one in the club, right? Our gym's 24 hours, so you don't need to open it or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So I've come in and um, I did my six o'clock checks and uh, I'm like, fuck, I get to the top of the stairs, mate. And all the cross trainers are turned off. And I'm like, <laughs> shit, I need to turn them on. I was like, how'd you turn them on? 
Right. <laughs> Just for anybody listening, they're manpowered, so you have to get them going. Aye. Aye. So I'm like, ah, right, I need to turn all these on, man, oh, before man. any members get in here. Because obviously I came off the back of like working in departments and Sainsbury's and stuff, where you open the tills and you open the checkouts <laughs> and mm-hmm. you, you're ready for trade. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was like, fuck, man, how am I going to open these? And bear in mind, it's a Saturday morning, so there's not many people kicking about. There was no PTs or anything until about nine o'clock or whatever it was. And I just saw a member going there and I'm like, fuck, he's going he's gonna to say to me, how do you get this on, mate? Uh, and I, I'm just like, oh, man, I just hid in the staff room, right? Came out, there was about three or four people on them. And I'm like, but I kind of got up to a member working there like, all right, mate, how'd you get that on? <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, and then I just watched and waited and just saw somebody going on, moving it, and Aye. it automatically like went on. So that's just an example Aye. of Aye. me, Aye. a personal trainer who didn't even know how to turn a cross trainer on. Aye. Do you know what I mean? I've, n- I've never heard anybody's like personal story that's got unscathed by the gym. I think everybody, oh, everybody's, uh, nobody leaves unscathed. Everybody's had a wee tiny thing and you just got to get out, get over it. Like it happens. I've like, I think I said this in the last time I was here as well. Uh, I've like fell over a bench whilst I was PTing before. <laughs> <laughs> like half like five or a Monday night. Mm-hmm. Ah, that's right. One of the busiest types in the gym. And this is the get up and does that. And this is before we've had a refurb in our gym now, but this is when upstairs, it's a wee small area and all the equipment was up there. <laughs> and the team, the team we were in was very different. It was a lot more... Uh, uh, how would I say this? It was character building. Aye, <laughs> <laughs> <Aye. laughs> definitely a character building team. They're nice enough, but they wouldn't have helped you up. They would have laughed at you. So I just had to get up, and it was I think it was one of our first clients as well. So yeah. Um, so Scott, uh, talk us through. Um, talk us through and uh, briefly as the years have progressed with your training, uh, how it's went, f- what it's went from to what it is right now to this day, uh, and why. So I think when I first kind of started, I was probably just like anybody. Do you mean like just weight training in general? You mean since Aye, I've been so, so your goals. Aye. So first of all, your goals, what you then, what was your first year? What did you say to yourself? Right, I'm going to get this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then how that's from that to what you are now. Mm-hmm. Well, I suppose uh, if I take it right back to when I kind of started weight training, when I kind of stopped swimming as much, I think I've told this story on another one when Andy was on it about the, there was a guy in the gym who was, I, yeah. I was going in and I was just trying to stay lean. Mm-hmm. That was my priority. I'd just finished swimming and I just wanted to stay lean. I'd known a few people who had quit swimming and went on and gained a fair bit of weight because swimming is such a high energy sport that you can have consuming like a ton of calories and you can completely get away with it. It's one of those rare things and <clears throat> it's not really an issue, but I'd saw people kind of gain. So I was like, that, that's not going to be me. So I was kind of doing like just cardio. That's it. I was going in and I was just doing cardio because that's all I knew. I was from a swimming background. I didn't really know. I didn't do that much weight training or whatever. And there was a guy in the gym and he was in amazing shape. He was jacked. And I remember thinking, right, what is he doing? And I went from Monday on the cross trainer watching this guy train, Tuesday, leg day. Do you know what I mean? Like I, immediately I was like, right, well, that's what I need to do. And uh, I did that and I didn't really know what I was doing though. And I kind of like didn't really stick at that very long. I kind of went all in and it, it was just, it just wasn't because I didn't know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And I sort of fell away from it. And I think there was a probably period of time where I was sort of like doing it for a bit and then not doing it, doing it for a bit and then not doing it. Um, and my goals at the time was just to get in better shape, just old school, just textbook goals, just wanted to be in better, I'd wanted to be a bit bigger. I wanted to be as lean as I could be. <clears throat> and that was that. And then I think since I sort of started uh, sort of like getting more and more knowledge about it, I started to actually see some progress and see some results. And then I kind of went and I was doing the PT thing and I got started in that. And um, my my goals have pretty much always been aesthetic based. I think it's mostly just to feel good 
and be comfortable with how I look. That's it. That's always been my goal. I've never had a massively aggressive goal. That's always just been it for me. That's sort of been enough. And I've probably went from like really being like my training being like the major focus in my life. Like I've, I've had phases like that. Where it's at now is probably a little bit more, it's definitely not my top priority. Like I, I sort of, I've had to taper things back a little bit. I train three, four days a week. I normally do full body workouts. Um, I don't, so I've, I've done the whole body part, part split thing and all the rest of it. And I would go back to that if I had more time to train more frequently, but I don't have the same level of time. So I've had to kind of taper that back and it's kind of taken a little bit of a, a back um, a back seat to it a little bit, but it's my goals are still pretty much the same to feel good and to be comfortable with with uh, what I see in the mirror. Yep. So, yeah, so that's that's taking some time. Obviously, the way you explained it there, mate, and I do think you've been quite level level grounded with it anyway. Just when you compare you to, I would say ninety eight, uh, I say eighty percent of the other PTs that have came through the door since you've been there, mm-hmm. um, and temptation factors to to keep up, shall I say, or yeah. to in terms of strength, in terms of looks, mm-hmm. uh, but you you've always been quite level level grounded. Where I think I remember one time you did that cut from a bear. That's probably the long, the, the biggest I saw you push it. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty lean. Yeah, uh, so that's that. probably the biggest I saw you push it. Um, that was probably the last time I really did as well. I mean, I did a photo shoot in December. It was more about uh, business, but I mean, I'd agree. I, I, like, I definitely, and I've seen that obviously firsthand by the way you date, like. If only like the same amount of people had that same relationship <coughs> with it, um, because what you don't do is panic and hit the panic button mm-hmm. and go away and do the things like, like you know to you're very realistic. Um, I, I think I, I've, as a person, I've always been sort of quite logical. Aye. So when whenever you know how everyone can have a, a shit day when it comes to training, and sometimes I think people can get quite frustrated, annoyed, down on themselves, hard on themselves, and they start like beating themselves up because of that. Whereas it's easy for me to say this to someone else, but I'm also okay at saying it to myself as well, where, you know, well, maybe I didn't, I didn't sleep that well last night. So I don't let it get to me. I've always been sort of quite logical and I've always had quite a realistic approach to it. I know what's achievable and I know what it takes to get somewhere. And um, if I don't, if I have a goal and I don't put in the work, I'm not going to like, uh, sort of like slag the goal or whatever. Mm. I just know it's, it doesn't get to me. It's always just, a, I think it's a very, I've always been quite logical and I've always had quite a logical approach to these <laughs> things. But as a PT, you see the other side of it where people get, um, have real emotional attachments with a mm. goal, which is fine. If you want to achieve something bad enough, then then that's okay. Um, but the, the thing is when, when things are a bit off for various reasons, they can get quite down on themselves. Definitely. And I've never really, I've never really been that, type of person to be honest I've always had quite a logical realistic approach towards what I'm trying to achieve what I've been pushing for stuff like that no it's hard it's difficult and I wish our goal as trainers to make a lot more people feel like that and look Mm -hmm. at it logically Uh, obviously there is people who who are coming from a a place a lot worse than yours Uh, Mm -hmm. I guess that's subjective but in terms of where they're at you know it could be it could be for their own you know, wrongdoing. It could be just a, an instant in their life that's led them to that. So mm-hmm. that is when the lo- like people's logic do, does go out the window Aye. a wee bit because well, they have got circumstances that's that's played their hand. Aye. Like I said, I'm I'm always very aware of the fact that I've never been massively inactive. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like I I see like there's a lot of PTs that I think have this kind of almost like an advantage where they've maybe spent a period of time where they were in really bad shape and then come back from that. Mm-hmm. And I always think that's probably a worthwhile journey that they've went on. Um, but I've, I've never really had that experience. I've got to say, like, I was always quite active. I've always done some form of exercise and that's just 
what what my childhood was like, my teenage years were like, and then that's what it's been like ever since. So, yeah, I, I, I think a lot of that, my approach towards it becomes from that. It becomes uh, because I've I've done it for so long. Whereas I think if you if you're starting from zero, you have to learn all that. Yes, you, you you have to kind of like I think if you were to give someone advice, you have to recognise that there's going to be like a learning curve to this, and um, I think if you're starting from zero, that's just something that you have to go through. Sweet mate, Connor. I think there's actually a really good point he makes there. So I was saying like, many of yours are actually really different. I've I've kind of yo-yoed more. So you've you've always had this like, I don't mean that in a bad way, but you've always looked in similar good shape. I have you been consistent, consistent, consistent shape. So, like, uh, obviously, I remember my bear as well. When you're you were lean, you were very lean. I remember, like, <laughs> I remember seeing your face. You're proper, like, not uh, gone, but you're definitely I had, that diet face, I had yeah. the diet face going. But then you watch the tap up and you had the the four pack going on. And I was like, oh, that's good. He's not going to give me the six. Well, I was. It was. He had a four pack for about two days, and then it <laughs> that was a, uh, a six pack for about two days, and then it faded to a four pack. <laughs> that was a beer's butt, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, mine's just been a wee bit different. I was. I kind of was chubby in school, and then started playing football. And then lost a bit of weight, but again, I said earlier on, I, I, I kind of felt the strength struggles and I felt much smaller than anybody I wanted to compete with as well. But when I joined the gym, I still, like you said, that, that pressure was massive, like to, yep. to look like everybody else. I'm five foot six with my heels on, so I'm very different for everybody that's in the gym. Like uh, you compare me to the, the other end of the spectrum and it's a massive, massive gap. So when I joined, there was a lot of bodybuilders, a lot of big guys, like... I can again some guys who were bodybuilders were like powerlifting and all that kind of stuff, but the people I resonated with more, even though I've got very different kind of a journey, different mm-hmm. journey. It was you. I, 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 I took something for you for start, and I've said this to you as well. I'm not trying to blow smoke up me too much, but like I remember like you not panicking too much about it as well. And there's a few other guys as well like that. Aye, you you're different, Breezy. You can you can like hit a goal and just mm-hmm. just laser focus on it and go for it. I've I've been like that. I've probably had two good diet phases, like mm-hmm. really good ones, where I've had a good stride, and then probably two decent ones as well. I've always been good at training, so I've always been good at keeping up, like kind of three or four days a week as well, outside the injuries. Yep. But again, it was like earlier on. I'm saying I fell away for, for a while. It's not gonna. It's not gonna be this perfect, perfect storm all the time. You know what I mean? You're gonna yep. have wee bumps in the road. You Aye. were saying earlier on. You made a really good point about how you're not gonna get good sessions every day. No. You, you made a video about me the other day and we're laughing about it. Mm-hmm. You're like, just go train push. Yeah, push. <laughs> just go train your push. And uh, I, I, like, you're not going to feel motivated. There's been loads of that kind of that that type of posts recently on online. And it's like you're not going to motivation is just a, a temporary thing. Aye. It's very true. Like I I don't feel like training. I'd say probably out of the four days that I train or out of the five days I train, I probably feel like training two of them. Mm. Mm-hmm. I, like the other days, I just I just have to get through it, and it's not going to be. I'm not going to be a world beat of these sessions. I might not hit PBs. I might, but it's good for that day. It's, it's relative to the day that I'm training, yep. or the day that I feel like. For instance, I said before before we came in here the other day, I was like, I don't feel don't feel amazing today. I it's think just, I think it's important for people to hear that type of thing as well, particularly if you you're not into the gym, you're yeah. not into fitness. I think that, that it's sometimes something that puts people off is this perspective Aye. or this perception. perception sorry, that it's like. Every, everyone in there is these super motivated, a uh, like sort of robots. flawless robots. Right, exactly, and it's it's not like everyone's just people at the end of the day, and it's it's um it's normal 
to struggle. I think that you don't always get that perception of fitness from the outside, that it's yep. normal to struggle. It, it's it's often made to look like the whole thing is just easy. And when people join and they start and they hit the first bump, they're just like, oh, well, I must just not have this in me. Just a wee bit about that topic as well. Like, mm. exactly, mate. Uh, but, like, because it is, Connor's right, it's, it's quite um, quite common these days um, where, where we're telling people, right, you know, we're not all, always motivated. We get no. results. Um I would like to, I would, I would throw that out there and be like, right, <clears throat> we know that everybody's not motivated. We know that there's people who tick boxes still. Mm-hmm. Connor just said 50% of the time he's not motivated. Uh, that'll probably fluctuate, obviously, depending on how busy he's been with work. Mm-hmm. But if you take somebody who is seeking motivation as their answer, right, mm-hmm. I would argue that probably with that, they lack knowledge as well, mm-hmm. uh, tr- like exercise knowledge. Right. So if you take if you take the lack of knowledge and you take this the the constant pursuit of motivation, right? That that tells me straight away that there's one way of fixing that, and that's getting more knowledge and that's getting more uh, education in terms of um, first of all, if you know more stuff, you will you will get less motivated like sooner and um, further away. But sorry, because if you the reason we get one of the biggest reasons we get lack of motivation is because we do the same shit all the time or we get bored with our plans, or we get bored, or we lose sight of the goal. Those are the big things, but I would always argue, this is just veering off point a wee bit, but it's something that, that I wanted to touch on, because Connor's right, I've seen that a lot. But if you if you don't have the, the knowledge there, coupled with the fact that you're constantly pursuing motivation, um, it's a recipe for disaster. So it's great we're always talking about now, right? You guys, you don't need motivation, you can still tick boxes. Mm-hmm. Yep, cool. We're all listening and we're all taking that on board. Um, but... I would also challenge the fact that in your constant pursuit of motivation, I would love the same hunger for knowledge and education. Mm-hmm. That's just something I wanted to add to it's that. Just, it's just setting good habits. That's what it is. It's setting, it doesn't have to be you sitting studying for an hour a night. Like yeah. you, just, you can go on somebody, somebody's Instagram page that you like, a PT or any type of fitness, like, like athlete or whatever it is, but you can go on their page and, and figure out something for five minutes, watch a five minute tutorial video, whatever. Yep. There's always wee snippets out there that people give give for free. There's thousands of YouTube videos, there's loads of there's loads of information out there. Do you know what I mean? So, yep. so that's why obviously Aye. if they're listening to this right now, they're listening to to, to get educated, Aye. which is great. Um so I that's just something that, that I think that I think's important. I would say Instead of spending all your energy looking for motivation, spend half of that looking for some education and knowledge and something that you can relate to. And I guarantee you that your pursuit of motivation will, will initially come from that that you've just learned. But also, um, knowledge lasts longer than motivation, you know. Um, Connor, um, so cool. So, like, pretty much that took you up to your where you're at now. You're a couple of, you've done a couple of diets. Yep. Um, I'll get you to share um, any sort of... I remember you shared the time when you had an injury and stuff like yep. that. Um, I'll get you to start to kick things off, mate, with client journeys. I don't, I don't okay. kind of want to put you on the spot, but you can. I just want to kind of find out um, from both of you as well, and I'll, and I'll type <coughs> in as well, but, like, how you've, how you've witnessed firsthand that, you know, for how fitness has affected either your co-workers or your clients yep. uh, firsthand and how big it's been on their lives. I'd say that there's, there's loads, like, including co-workers as well. Co-workers is a good one, like, because... You were saying earlier on about the perception of people like like outside of the gym. They think that we're these guys that know everything. We're still we're still learning as coaches and as trainers. We're still learning. So there is some PTs that you've seen, for instance, uh, like the three years as well. We've we've been on a fitness journey for the last few years as well, and we're constantly trying to progress as well. But it's it's not this like 
pursuit that just has an end and then that's it it's just constant constant growth but I've had a wide variant like variance like a spectrum for clients so I've had like older people who are in their early 60s late 50s and then I've had people that are 18 just joined the gym never been in the gym before and I've had like I've got a client right now she's in her, her late 50s and she when she came to me she'd never never stepped foot in a gym before she'd been to like dance classes and gym classes and like kind of the community centre or whatever and she's hit two diet phases now she's like done a cut a cut and air quotes uh, for a holiday's room so but it's, it's not this crazy thing where she's in four days a week absolutely smashing everything and on chicken rice and all that no she's just managing small things so it's just it doesn't like I, I think the point I'm trying to get across here is that it doesn't matter what walk of life you're from or what your barriers are or how often you've been in the gym or what age you are or what shape you're in there's always like an angle for everybody mm-hmm. you know what I mean there is it there's but again you can just keep making that angle something new right. once you once you get close to it you know what I mean I've uh, I've been asked before. I don't know about you. Like, uh, it's a kind of very general question. But I remember some t- one time somebody asking me, "What is fitness? Like, what, what, what? Like, how do you how do you define that?" Mm-hmm. And it's it's not that easy to answer actually, because like, no. fitness to one person is different to what it is to somebody else. Aye. Like, health and fitness is the kind of more general term, and those things definitely overlap. But think of the amount of people that you might have come across in your time who've had fitness goals that's not that healthy. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, so in, the, the point I'm trying to make is that like fitness to one person might be slightly different to what it is to yeah. someone else. And Specific I suppose and relative to it's, them. it's whatever, whatever is, is fit for purpose for you. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's kind of what it is. It's like, if you are, if you are someone who's a little bit older and maybe you just need to be fit enough because you want to still be able to go to the park with your grandkids. Mm-hmm. That's fitness. Mm-hmm. If you are someone who is 18 and is um, a track and field athlete, fitness will be different to that person. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's an important point is sometimes we sort of like have to, it's like you have to manufacture a goal sometimes from somewhere, but the reality is fit is just, fitness is just whatever it is given moment. Yep. And I think that's like a worthwhile point. It's quite varied and you, you, your goal isn't any bigger or smaller than someone's el- someone else's. It's an individual pursuit, and that's kind of the main thing. Yeah, that's kind of the main point of this podcast. That's the, that's the point I'm trying to get across. The impact of fitness, I didn't call it the impact of weight training. I didn't call it the impact of um, gym goals. Like, I think we'll, sometimes we lose a wee bit of sight when, I mean, we, we, with good intentions, we post... Um, journeys of clients who maybe do four weight training sessions a week they do a good bit of cardio because they're in a, f- a stage of their life where they, they, they tell you as a trainer that's th- they can commit to so and it's like a, that's their journey like you said it's tailored to them but fitness is just so broad these days and there'll be different trainers who will be um shown different sides of that holistic there'll be people who like andy who is shown sheer aesthetic based goals and that's fine but i want to get people involved where to make them realise that there is just so many elements to it. Mm-hmm. Um, if right from from six weights, body split training uh, sessions a week, right through to, like Scott said, just get feeling good at the park with your kids. And um, because obesity and stuff's a real problem now. Um, I think as trainers, we we sometimes um, only see people in the gym. I mean, there's people who come in the gym to better themselves, but uh, the fact is they're in the gym. So I would say there's a large population that we don't even clamp eyes on. Mm-hmm. You know, you see it all over the news and all over the media. I don't, I don't take a lot of news in because 
Uh, I just find it depressing. I just find it, it doesn't benefit my day. But the, the stats don't lie. The numbers are there. So mm-hmm. this is why as trainers, we've got we've got the, the duty to, to show people the different elements. And hopefully after this podcast, um, we don't just um, get the usual people up and running. We, we, we get people who have never done it before. Um, and I, like I say, like I was getting Connor to share there, we, we've, we've trained many different people in different walks of life. And... Um, Sometimes the trainers will lose sight. Like I say, they come in and you you almost have a process ready for them, mm-hmm. uh, and it's not until you, you you take a step back and go, "Oh right." And this this happens as you develop as a trainer. You yep. know, this isn't going to happen overnight. But you take a step back and go, "Oh, maybe that client, um, you know, does just need to spend fifteen minutes to start warming up with me." Maybe the day, mm-hmm. um, Scott, you train a, a few people that. Um, you know, maybe in their late forties, fifties, sixties, who where stretching becomes a very, very important aspect of the of the training plan. Maybe more so than your supersets, and yeah. you know that. And all you have did there is probably shift your shift your mindset when you've got a different client. I guess you should anyway. I know that, Aye. right? But as a trainer, that's something that I picked up. Uh, I don't know if you guys were the same, but over time you're like, right, this is different. Uh, all of a sudden, they're at check-ins. They're complaining or giving feedback about different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I don't. Not what's this bit in my hip? I want this. I want these hip dips gone. Mm-hmm. It's no longer that. It's maybe um, actually just to let you know. I feel better when I walk to work this morning. I, you know, all these keys and mm-hmm. as trainers, any trainer listening, look out for that because yeah. it will develop you as a trainer. Connor, I, you want to add something to that, mate? I, 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 th- I think a, a huge part of it is like the mental health aspect as well. Like I'm not going to chip into depression and all that kind of stuff because it's, it's a different lane for me. But uh, I'm probably the last person that knows about that. <laughs> I'm always too chirpy. But I think a massive goal as well is just it's just to feel better, like you said. So he was saying earlier on, uh, everybody I think in the, goal, in, in the gym wants to, their goal is to look better, but to feel better as well. You don't want to just look better and feel shit. Yep. Ah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So everybody comes. So there's different. There's loads of different like clients that come in just to feel better for the day. So once they've got that that hour done or that forty five minutes done or whatever it is or a half an hour session, and they just feel better about themselves because they've got something done for the day. Mm-hmm. The mental health aspect that is huge. They come in. They are around like minded people. And I'm not talking about if you've got a PT or not. Like you're around, around a, a kind of more positive bunch of people. Mm, you yep, know what I mean? Like it's, 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 people feel good after they've trained. Not everybody, but most people I'd say are in a, in a, a better mood because I've got something done. That mental aspect of it is is so important. It's so important. I know how I felt. Like you said earlier on, we said about my injury. I felt awful when I was just sitting when I didn't have, when I couldn't train or anything like that. And it wasn't because because my goals weren't getting hit or anything like that. It's just because I felt inactive and I felt rubbish. Mm-hmm. You know what yep. I mean? I wanted I wanted that rush or even just the feeling of accomplishing something. Yep. Uh, yeah. oh, it's, it's, it's arguably more important now, and especially given the the, the mental health stuff and the, the suicide rates and depression and anxiety, it's, it's the biggest aspect now. And Connor's, you know, Connor mentioned there about staying in his lane, but we do have a big impact um, in able. We we don't we don't outstep a mark, and um, we don't claim to be psychologists or anything like that. But mm-hmm. we. I definitely feel, mate. We, if you train a client tw- two hours a week, you've got a great scope there to help them positively Aye. change their mindset. When I say stay in my lane, I just mean that I'm no, not, but I'm not in a position to like. Definitely, it, it cures it. It definitely doesn't cure it, but it definitely helps. Hundred percent, hundred percent helps. Like that's anecdotally. Yes, Aye. Aye. There's, there's obviously that word last week. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've heard it. Skin over the juice earlier on. You whipped that word earlier on. What was it? 
Oh, I can't remember. Oh, it was awful. I don't want to say it now because I don't even know if it's a word. <laughs> it I'm starting to doubt myself. I think it's just because I said it, you just assumed it was a word. I've did that. <laughs> I've did that all my life. I've, li- I've heard the word right and then. Palatial. It was. <laughs> palatial. Palace like. That sounds, sounds a lot like <laughs> another word. I'm talking about giant houses. like palatial. Sounds a lot like another word. Might be bullshit. And we're going to end up having to put this as a 18 rated. Aye, um, but no. Let's let's. Um, um, one, of, one of the things I was going to say, sorry, just when when you were saying there about and your lane and all that. Yeah, I've I've kind of had experience before where um, someone clients come in and they start the gym and then they go on this journey and then they'll credit me. They'll like credit you with being like I was in a bad place mm-hmm. and Aye. thanks to you. And I'm I always feel a bit uncomfortable with that feedback. I don't. On, only because <laughs> I think only because I think like well, first of all, you done it, and second of all. Like I, I'm, I'm only a part of that. I'm only really a part of it. Aye. Do you know what I mean? Like you I, can't I think take that full credit, but you can, you can, yeah, yeah. you get a boost. Aye, aye, aye. I don't want, I don't want going away saying like, oh, this guy's really good for your mental health. Like, <laughs> and then fitness is, fitness is like a huge part of that. Yeah. Like it's a huge part of it, and I think um, I've, I could give you so many examples of clients who have referenced it mm-hmm. as part of it. Without, and then I remember ne- never even knew and I never even really necessarily knew that they were struggling or whatever, whatever. They just wanted to be part of a routine and whatever. And then they, they, they get however many months in, they just say, like, I just have to say, like, I, I'm, I, I feel way better, like, mentally as well. Do you so know? If you didn't even know and you didn't set out a strict goal to fix the mental health Aye. and yet it happened, mm-hmm. that just shows you the power, mate. Oh, 100%. The power of the process like that. Exercise is a huge I, thing for that. It's a huge thing. I've had two clients that have been on um, medication before and both now who are off it. So I wouldn't ever name names or anything like that. But again, I, I, I don't think it was specifically because what we were doing, they were doing other things outside of the gym as well. But I definitely, and I'm definitely not taking any, any sort of credit for it. But... It's part of it though. It is definitely mm. part of it. Just just being able to chat to somebody, even if it doesn't like even if it's not a trainer or if it is a trainer or you don't have a PT or you do, you can come in and chat to people. There's classes you can go to and you can chat to people that are members and whatever and you just get to you get to vent your physical like side of it mm-hmm. and you get to also like just kinda chat chit chat about your problems as well. So I think I think a, a huge benefit to the gym and just getting into like the fitness the fitness industry is uh, you were saying about building knowledge earlier on is creating structures an actual structure for your life because you start yep. to you, you can't just go to the gym randomly no. you've got to plan it in your day so then your day starts right. to get away then you start it's, it builds for alright so I'm going to I'm going to go to the, the gym after work right okay so then I'll, I need to buy trainers for the gym then I need to time I need to time what time I'm going to go there and I need to time my cardio and all that kind time of stuff food. and then I need to time my food and then I need to decide what I'm going to eat yeah. Inside those meal timings, all that kind of stuff, and then for there you've got a good wee structure your day, and then you and go, purpose. you know what? I am. If you still don't feel great, you go, I, I, I've got all that sorted. So I still, don't, and it starts to put a highlight on other things. You know what I mean? So I think everybody, everybody obviously like deals with their own struggles on different levels, but I just think that fitness really does help me provide that structure for myself. Yeah, I can only speak for experience. Like as soon as I get back into the gym, I just feel so much better. Yep. I mean, I've single-handedly seen you, you, I mean, we've all seen it through our clients and watching us train other clients, you see the transition. Um, mm-hmm. I don't want to say that just because they have more aesthetically pleasing physiques mm-hmm. that they're better people, but no. it's like genuinely like watching a butterfly um, blossom. It's um, you see, you know, I've had clients before where they wear big jackets and I've had a client who used to wear a windbreaker and was quiet and then <coughs> the next thing you know, 
you know, crop tops, uh, leggings, um, in the gym themselves constantly, and you're going, wow, right, and it's not until you take a step back and go, like, that's a different person in a very, very good way. Here's an example for you. When was the last time you ever heard of somebody's mental health suffering because of fitness? Because I've not. Right. Uh, don't get me wrong, there'll be instances where they've maybe had a bad um, relationship with food or a bad Aye. relationship with training and it's maybe maybe the overuse of both or the over... That's an underlying oh, issue though, that's, yep. that's something that started before the gym. Yep, so that's something that's different. I mean, that's not that's not something that's been um, that's been provoked by fitness. Like, there's no, nothing bad can come of exercising. The only no. thing that can, bad can come of it is the over-reliance for it or the over-reliance on it, um, and maybe prioritising that over different elements and relationships in your life. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a story for another podcast, but my point is, we've never sat here and went like to a client, right, maybe you should give fitness up. Um, mm-hmm. Never, never. Mm-hmm. It's always There's always this this um, um, benefit that can be had, but I would argue that if you've not found that, it's just because you've not found what works for you. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as that. Um, like, let's talk a wee bit more about... Um, like the advice then we would give for people who listen to this podcast, who dabble in a bit of fitness, they maybe go to a spin class or they go to the odd class here and there. So did they dabble in fitness? Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about how we would, um, what advice we would give them to get, to get, to get, to one, to keep it up mm-hmm. and to two, um, keep their options open and try and learn new stuff and, mm-hmm. you know, broaden the horizons. What would you say? I'd say, oh, do you want to go? No, you go, okay. I'd say two two things. I'd say you touched on one there. You said about trying new things, but I'd, I'd develop a routine first. So I would go in if you're a, if you're a newbie specifically, try and figure out the things that you know you can do. <coughs> so even if even if you just go around for like like my gym, I never went for a tour in my gym the first time I went in. I just paid my membership and then went in. But getting a tour for um, like whoever whoever works at the gym, a PT or a manager or whatever, it's beneficial. And you can go around and you can ask what certain an induction or whatever you can ask what equipment it is and then once you understand how to use that equipment once you understand how to use that equipment it kind of gives you a wee bit more knowledge on it you can set up a routine yep outside of that routine then again once you, you said develop your knowledge and try to get on it a wee bit more trying new things different classes don't just stick into the one thing so Again, you don't have to be done to just bodybuilding. You don't have to just be into classes. There's there's so much. You don't have to just be into CrossFit or powerlifting or whatever it is. There's loads. There's loads of stuff that's fun out there. I've been saying for months that I want to try something CrossFit and go to somebody else's gym. Not because it, it aligns with my goals, just because I ain't got to be fun. Yep. Yep. That's it. I, like, I, I, just, I, I just want to learn I something d- new. I would I agree with that, mate. I, I, the thing that draws me to, to attempting something like that is the the challenge and the sheer physical demand that it would give. Yep. Um, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't use it for certain base goals, but mm-hmm. I agree with me. That's kind of drawing me in as well. I'm at a point now where we're like, I, 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 I need things to, to make it a wee bit, to Same. spice it up for me a wee bit. Same, uh, like we were speaking about jujitsu the other day there and for ages you just slagged me for, because I'm at MMA. I love it. I follow, follow the sport. Like, everything, everything, all the reporters, I watch all the podcasts and all that. Like, I'm an MMA nut. But, you were speaking to me about it the other day. And it is, it, there's loads, there's loads of stuff like that. It doesn't matter if it's in the gym. It can be a sport that you get in. Like you were saying about track and field or swimming or whatever it is. There's always different things to try. I'm the worst swimmer in the world, by the way. Like I'm, I, yeah. my buoyancy is awful, man. It's, like, it's the worst. I, I don't even know what buoyancy is. Man. <laughs> <laughs> it's another I'm just, one of the words. <laughs> I am I'm Aye. terrible as well. Well, no boat for it. I think that's the first time I've used that word. Too much muscle mass. Aye. Aye. Whereas Aye. I just slip in. Oh, it's kind of like, like the eight-year-old Spanish laughing. <laughs> 
<laughs> I've never oh, had that man. comparison made to me before. <laughs> That's a new one. Oh man. He just looks like somebody that'd be good at swimming. Aye. Swimming in tennis. He looks like a tennis player, doesn't he? It's because he's got the hat on. <laughs> but um, uh, but aye, so like, like what advice would you give Skinner? What would you what would you say is crucial? I think well, what what we know in terms of adherence and whether or not someone's going to adhere to it, I, I, I've might have mentioned this before in the podcast as well. I used to, when I used to give tours or inductions, and people used to used to say, "Oh, here's the classes," and people used to say, "What class would you recommend for fat loss?" For me, it was always it's a case of you need to find the one you can enjoy because that's the one you're going to do consistently, and that's the one that you're going to be able to build a structure and build a routine around, um, and adherence. That almost always there's a massive part of it is do you enjoy it? People aren't going to keep doing shit they hate. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And there's probably the second thing just following on from that point though that I would back it up with is something that Connor you touched on which is like I think it's also important to get help though. I think if you think that something's going to be beneficial I think it's good to give it the chance as well and Aye. maybe ask for a bit of help because I think a lot of time people go into something that's got a lot of potential for them to enjoy it and a lot of potential to massively benefit them but they don't get the help yep. so they never they always feel a bit self-conscious they're never quite sure if what they're doing is actually benefiting them at all yep. and if you just get the help you can feel a bit more confident and if you decide at that point that it's not for you then it's not for you go and try yep. something else yep. See, that's the other what Connor you go first it's, I was going to say as well like Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I think fitness is quite humbling for that for that exact reason. Like you have to ask for help. For help. You can't get by by yourself. Yep. Like I've had to I've had to be mentored by other PTs, other managers. Like like I, I, when I go to CrossFit, so I'm gonna have to phone up my old pal, who's like he's the guy that got me into the gym in the first place, and he's in a CrossFit gym. He got me into bodybuilding, and I'm gonna have to go and be like, listen, mate, I'm a total beginner at this. Like I know what the moves are. I've seen them before, like thousands of times, but in terms of like actually performing them, I've probably tried them once, maybe twice. Yep. You know what I mean? So like, it's it's not like you've got to get over yourself. That's one of the biggest factors yep. of getting into a fitness journey. Like be prepared to be embarrassed, but get over yourself. Yep. It's so important. Like you're going to embarrass yourself. It's fine. It's totally fine to embarrass yourself, but you're going to have to ask for help at some point. Yep. There's so much out there. And, and that's, that's the nature of our industry. We want to help people. Do you know what I think is interesting about that is I often feel like when people start training and exercising, particularly weight training, I'm thinking about specifically, how people's perception of failure changes. Because Aye. failure in a lot of ways is like, it's not always essential, but mm-hmm. we use it often in the gym. Mm-hmm. People hit failure point in a set. Mm-hmm. And I know people who start weight training who are annoyed at themselves when that happens but you can only do so many reps on something Mm -hmm. do you know what I mean like it's the concept of failure is different when you start to what it is when you're into it you begin to accept it as a part of a process and it's just as as what it is and I think that that's just a thought I had the other now actually no I I know exactly what you mean because I used to obviously playing football I think you'll probably touch on this as well like uh if I didn't win, I used to feel embarrassed walking after the park. I used to be like, I used to be upset. I wouldn't talk to anybody after I go home. And in a mood, I'd be in the motor, no talking to my brother and my dad. And they'd be talking about the game, and I'd be like, I'm fucking raging, Aye. absolutely raging. So when I had the first guy that helped me, when he when I was pushing, like it was like ten, and I only got to eight, it was just a target. I'd be raging myself, absolutely raging. And he was like, What are you worried about? I just have to wait and we'll go game. We'll find whatever whatever your weight is. But Aye. it was that idea of failure, 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 <laughs> failure was was scary to me you know what I mean but again like you say once you get that relationship and you build a wee bit of rapport with yourself and the gym then you start to like understand that it's it's necessary Mm -hmm. and it actually teaches you more more about yourself and your goal 
than than does bad for you. It's a hard thing to train, mate. I think I think it's something that's got to be either built in you or over time you get coached into realizing that um, it's like Scott said. Sometimes people just like there's people who just get who moan as soon as they (laughs) fail, and you're going like, "What do you mean?" Like aye, your aye. muscle has failed or you've reached mechanical failure. Aye, this is what we were after. Aye. aye. <laughs> something that I would say when you guys, with the tips you gave there, is something that I would add on top of that would be, um, you, you mentioned reaching out for help, but uh, I would reach out for help in, um, in, the, in the pursuit of clarity. Uh, the reason I mean, the reason I say that is because there'll be people listening to this right now that go, right, I've got good intentions. I know that I need to get fit. I know that I need to feel better. I, 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 it might be that I'm going to try weight training. It might be that um, I'm going to attempt to, like Connor said, build up some structure in my day. Um, but you don't know where to start. Now, I mentioned the same where I was like, right, I know that I want uh, good big arms. I know that I wanted to keep my abs. I knew that I wanted to be bigger because I was smaller than everybody. Um, how did I go about that? I knew that I had to go to the gym, right? But I, I had maybe two or three years of guesswork because I didn't have that clarity. And I would, I would, and the same goes for business. You, you need a, you need, you need clarity. And sometimes over time, eventually, what it leads to is you need somebody to tell you. You need somebody to say, or somebody who's been there to say, right, actually, this is what I would recommend. For example, if somebody if somebody wants to get about their fitness goals, instead of trying to copy or emulate people, explain to the person or the coach or someone who, who, who you trust, this is what I want to get out of this. So if it is, like we mentioned earlier, you know, I feel better with the kids, what would get me to that goal? And someone who's, who's either coached people to that goal or is, um, is very switched on when it comes to fitness and you know trainers coaches whatever they can map it out for you so they can map out the journey and I spoke about this in a previous podcast when it comes to reverse engineering where I said right a client wants to do a photo shoot right so let's explain you know there's a photo shoot day on the day tanned up let's explain the hardest part so the hardest part you're going to be honest with them and tell them that the hardest part of that is going to be the week before the photo shoot. This is what you're going to be doing cardio wise this is what you're going to be doing food wise are you ready for that and if they turn around and say Yep, I can I can do that. Now, saying it and doing it is a different thing altogether. But what you've done there has been clear with the goal, uh, and what you do is start going back the way in, in the in the process, and all of a sudden you you've accepted the hardest part of it, and then it becomes clear that you know what he said that week four this will be happening, but I've already like I know that come week eight nine that's the worst it's going to get, and I just feel that that clarity and previous experience just gives you enough to see it out to the end you know I, I guess that for some people it is a big goal you know feeling good at the part with their kids um, but like there isn't many stages to that so but for some people right now who sit on the couch every day and just are scared to go out with their nephew or niece or grandson because they can't keep up the first step then would be to start walking uh, and what you could then say to that person is right worst case scenario they're going to have you up and down the shoot Right, uh, that's that's probably going to be the worst case scenario in terms of like you being exertive and really having to keep up with the weeing. Um, so how do we get you in that position? Right, I'd recommend walking. Um, I, would, I wouldn't recommend doing, you know, backup runs on the shoots and that. Do you know what I mean? But I would, I would suggest that you you accept the fact that you're going to need to increase your steps. So that's where we're at. Uh, and the same can be said by a really serious and big goal. Like like I said, reverse engineer it. But sometimes I wish I had thought of this sooner where I would have reached out to somebody and went, look, I hope you don't mind me picking your brain. You know, like I, I can't believe the amount of help that's out there these days. We're sitting here on a Friday afternoon delivering a podcast. It's going to be on YouTube. It's going to be out in the podcast. It's all free. It's all there for you to take in. 
Um, if I had if I had this at my at my disposal when I was eighteen nineteen, I maybe would never went on the road. I maybe never would have patched that leg press. I would have, but I I just reaching out and getting that getting that clarity um, and mapping it out because you know we all we all speak daily about different things, but I I do feel we all just kind of let let life slip us by because um, we're either too scared to ask or we're just too busy. Whereas you know I I, I got a mentor to like. Because I needed to sit down and be like, right, where am I going wrong? Where do I need to be? And where I had to be was I had to I had a roof with my earnings. Like I was doing maximum PT, getting inquiries, and I, I realised that my earnings were capped and my freedom was capped because I was doing too much time. I was trading too much time for money. So the next step had to be you need to value yourself. You need to put your prices up. You need to stop like reduce the inquiries, and then when you get them through the door, they're going to pay the the money that you want and you deserve. So that was a, that was where I I, I kind of came. But you, you step back and go, well, that's obvious, isn't it? Mm. You know. But I needed that clarity. I needed somebody um, who is a lot wiser and smarter than me, and, and was able to look at my business from an outside in and say to me, this is what you need to do for over the next 90 days. And I, and, I, and the clarity it's gave me has just been second to none. Uh, and I, and I, I, don't get me wrong, like, I, I could have sat down with anyone of use and um, said a few things and use would have probably gave me similar advice, maybe not as detailed as, as the purpose of paying someone, but you certainly would have said, well, you know what to do, Breezy. You didn't you did know what to do, didn't you? You need to stop taking clients on, mate. Because you're, you, you're saying you want more freedom, which means you need to start finishing earlier which means you need to say no to the next person who inquires. It's as simple as that. Yeah, that will take time, but I've said this to Scott numerous times. I'm like, what time you want to last night? He's like, 8 p.m. And I'm like, all right, okay. Now, um, Scott knows that. Scott knows if he wants more freedom, then he knows he needs to do certain things. So that then leads to accountability. It's like, right, Scott, are you, are you is it affecting your happiness? It might not be, and that's fine. But um, that was that's where I would be like, right, Scott, or Scott was be like, right, Breezy, right, Connor, don't let me, if you see me in past half seven or seven o'clock or the next couple of months, chin me. Mm. And then it could be 6 p.m., then it could be 5 p.m. And these are just examples I'm giving, and it could be the same with fitness. It could be, you know, if you don't see me in the gym this week, I need you to chin me. Mm-hmm. And that's just accountability that stemmed from clarity. Clarity and accountability can be two very, very dangerously good things if, if they're at your disposal and you have them you have them right in front of you. Right now, I'm very clear on where I want to be with my business uh, and I've got accountability. I've got somebody to chin me that if I, if I don't be doing that, if I'm not doing that stuff in 90 days. Mm-hmm. And I suggest that people do the same. Aye, sometimes you're stepping outside your, your own circle and actually asking for help for somebody that you respect. Yeah. Like, you respect us, you, you chat to us about your business and stuff like that, but I don't think it would have had the same impact if you heard it for us, no. I just don't like when you when you see somebody that's doing the things that you want to be doing. Yep, it's inspirational. Yep. So you just go right. I know. I know that person. They won't judge me for asking as well. I think that's a huge, a huge positive about the fitness industry. That is most people. I think most good trainers anyway wouldn't judge you for asking something. I, I'm talking about from PT to other PT. So, for instance, I asked Scott. I don't know if he remembers, but I asked him basically, "What do you do with your business?" And he just went. It's not relevant to you. He was like, so, uh, he was like, what do you want for your business? It's like you don't map your business around other people. And I have, I've emu- 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 try to say that word, emulated, <laughs> emulated with you, both of you. Uh, when I first seen, when I first came, Skinner's Simpson, right? Skinner Simpson's uh, retention rate was massive, and the type of sessions he had with his clients as well was the type of sessions that I wanted to have with my clients as well. I wanted to know them personally. 
I want to really get on with them and actually genuinely like them, but at the same time have a full book. Yep. A clients and I was like, how do you, how do you get there? But at the same time, I wanted people that came in for transformations and I wanted people that come, came in for different reasons. I wanted both ends of the spectrum. I wanted professionals that worked in city centre as well that are a wee bit older and a wee bit younger and all aspects of it. So I just took wee things for you to use. When you guys were there, you were way more experienced than me. When I showed up, I was still wondering what a deadlift was. You know what I mean? Aye. So PT, I, I, I knew the ins and outs of a deadlift, but if I actually tried one myself, I was like, I don't know if I could actually go through with this. Aye. So you actually have to get over yourself and think, who they ask and why would I ask them that question? You know what I mean? Like there's, you're saying you asked the, who, who's, who's your guy's name again? Phil. Phil, right? So when you ask Phil, it's because you respect him and you yep. know you know that's his job. You know that's his job. He, he easily, it's, it's, it seems so obvious to just ask a trainer, but it's, it's a daunting, it is a daunting thing. Like when I went into the gym my first time, the trainer that I, I ended up resonating with was a guy who looked opposite of me. He was massive, absolutely massive. And I was intimidated by him. I was 17 years old and he was huge and we were just totally, totally different people. But again, I knew that he wouldn't, belittle me because I was actually coming to him and going like going for help as well you know what I mean yep. it's a it's very important that you sit down and ask yourself like you say what your goals are and then who could help you Yep. not just what your goals are where you're going to get the help from those goals as well yep. who's going to help who's going to contribute it? and we're not just saying that you have to pay this massive price tag no. we're talking about speaking about it and, mm. and writing down do, you, could, you could do it with your partner you could write down right what can, where do I want to be? Right, here's where I want to be. How do I get there? Right, what can I do myself? I can go to the gym. I can uh, start um, eating properly. What can what can other people do to help? Right, my partner, you can support me. Um, I know you like a curry, a curry on a Friday, but um, as per my goals, I might need to skip that a couple of weeks. So do you mind having the curry before you come in? Or do you mind getting on board with me and we'll make our own curry? Um, how do we do that? We need a recipe. We, we go and find a recipe. So you, so you then mark, you you write down somebody's name. It's as simple as writing down the name of who's responsible for each action. Mm-hmm. Right. I need a diet plan. I need nutrition advice. Who's responsible for that? Right. The trainer that I like. Boom. Put his name down. And all of a sudden, like Connor said, you've got a plan with who's responsible for those plans. And I guarantee you, we, we need help. We all need help. We all need somebody that takes responsibility for each aspect of it. Uh, and that's why I'm saying to you that there's so much out there that any good trainer worth their salt will reply to a, a, you know, a message. And I love, do you know what I love? I love, I love giving people um, the platform to write a plan. Mm-hmm. Like with some clients who are just starting out in a couple of weeks in, I love telling, I love sending send to them, right, send me your plan for this week. What, and now they've got a training plan, but I say to them, send me your plan for this week, what you're doing, what day. Mm-hmm. Just that is that, quite vague. Yep. And then you'll watch what they do, right? They'll write down their notes and they'll tell you what they're going to do on Monday. And all of a sudden they've had to do some thinking. Uh, and that's 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 me um, educating them so that if I'm not there, that's all they need to do. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden they come up with this wee nice wee plan. And if there's anything, like a lot of the time it's just, I've already told them what I do. I would do that and do that. Maybe just don't, maybe stuff like, for example, they'd have to have got two leg days and a plan and they've planned them for Monday, Tuesday. Common sense would tell you that it's going to conflict just for rest, resting. But like things like that and the client, the client all of a sudden goes, oh, I've got a plan here. And it's made them self-sufficient. Um, and I love it. I, I, I do it with a lot of clients. Um, and it shows that, 
And I'll go, who's responsible for that? Is there any need for me? <clears throat> right. You're saying that you're going to go on Thursday to do this. Right. Are you, are you fully covered on that? I've done my bit, Hannah. Cool. Happy days. And that's the way I love to work it. Um, and I think that anybody listening to this who isn't clear, um, write shit down. Ask people stuff. Who's responsible for what role? And you'll go a long way. Mm-hmm. Cool. I think Any add to that, mate? I was just going to say there, I think that what we're kind of talking about here is like the, it's the benefits of getting the right type of help, isn't it? Like I said, I think it's important that people, th- th- that you can get the help that you're after in order so that you can properly get into something in the right way. And then after that, it's about enjoying it because that's going to be the thing that's going to last. It's going to, because it's not weight training. We, we we can talk about weight training all day long. Like we could talk about the specifics of like goals, be it transformations or just general fitness, general health and fitness all day long. And for some people, they might be like, oh, the gym's just not for me. I prefer to just do this and do that. And that might just align with what it is that they're looking, what makes them fit for purpose, if you like. And I think that it's just about kind of getting the right help with things so that you're doing things properly. Don't be don't be afraid to ask. Um, I know gyms can be intimidating and all the rest of it. And there's probably other areas of life where people are maybe a bit scared to ask for help. But if you get the right type of help, it just puts you in the position to kind of do things properly. And like we said, potentially the benefits can be huge. We're, we're in a, there's a society there where, I don't know if this is, I could be off with the numbers, right? But but I'm sure I've read this. I think, is it something like 40% of people are overweight? Something like that? Something crazy? And, um... Connor, you know, pull, pull it up. <laughs> you get the numbers up. <laughs> uh, and uh, something like that. And it, 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 it's huge. There's things like type 2 diabetes, heart disease, um, all these types of things. Um, these are lifestyle factors in many ways. These, these kind of things can be... Uh, avoided they can be um, you can just really improve your, your chances and you don't have to become a slave to this either in order to get off bit, the cuff aye. Aye. a wee bit lo- low key low key aye, you know aye. what I mean rebel so <laughs> <laughs> it's just because I don't I don't enjoy that side of it. like I, I get motivation from some things but I don't need to be fo- following every fitness page and every everybody aye, that's an influencer yeah, yeah. I don't care about any of that like I just don't and I've got clients that, that do and I've got clients that don't as well. I've got a client that comes in, she comes in once a week and she does two home workouts and that's plenty for her. She does one full body day with me and then does two full body days at home. Yep. You know what I mean? And then I've got other clients that come in and do the five days training. Mm-hmm. I've got other clients that come in and they train, they train six days a week and it's, it's, it's all about what your goal is and what, what fits for you. Yep. yep. Definitely. So hopefully that's helped today. Hopefully that shed some light on the fact that there's not just... Um, one version of it there's a million different versions Connor just admitted there there's a version that he doesn't like and arguably that's the, that's the most um, highly marketed is the fitness I'm about fitness and actually he doesn't even like that side of it and I'd be the same man I, I hate the words like gains and I Aye. hate that shit man like, it just I, doesn't resonate with me like, no, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, like, I don't like knock anybody that does it they, they, on you go like, if, if, if that's what you enjoy Go for it, Aye. but it just doesn't resonate with Aye. me. I so for it. me, I'd, I'd, I cringe at the whole gains, bro. Like, I, I cringe at that. Um, but I get that there's a people who love that. They they, they associate it with um, teamwork and people high-fiving each other and, and supporting each other, and that's cool, and that's a massive part of the fitness industry. Uh, and maybe if you asked me five years ago, if I, I probably said gains, bro, in my caption. So um, it's just about what we all change. There's, there's so many fitness cliches. That, like I heard someday, and it actually makes sense, it was like you don't ever skip legs guys and he was talking to like his three pals his four of four of you guys and like they were doing great they were doing great but when I heard it internally I, I, I didn't laugh I did my best not to laugh but internally I cringed but at the same time I'm like you know what it's, it's well placed 
Aye. Like he's yeah. actually the fact is that he's actually motivated and he's trying to come to the gym with his wee pals and they're, they're actually putting that energy somewhere. Yep. Instead of going out and doing something. Aye, hundred you know percent. So I mean? so I mean exactly. And you're not you're not it's just not for on people. Aye, it's not for me. I had I had one guy like gone like that or uh have you done pull ups before? And the wee guy's like the wee guy you know, he's basic like the wee guy's <laughs> he's trying to show the wee guy how he dead left, right? And the guy's the wee guy's new and he goes, No, I don't think I could do a pull up and he goes Right, but whenever you do a pull up, always keep your legs straight. <laughs> always. Tip and for it, the future. And he goes like that. He goes like that. He goes like how? And he's like, just all abs. Just all abs. Keep your legs straight. Mm-hmm. All abs. Aye. And you're going like that. The wee guy, like, he's going to tell him that. That wee guy's going to try that in a house in a pull up bar or something like that and pull his fucking the kitchen light down or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I should tell this story on the Oh, you've got to know anyway. Oh, man. We've got, we've got, we've got a local nutter in the Germany. <laughs> and one of my clients will tell my story. I won't, I won't name him. <laughs> you know, so yes, I'm great. Like, I'm pals with him, so I'll text him and tell him I've, I've mentioned him on the podcast. <laughs> but it's one of the funniest stories I've heard of one of my clients. And it's just so random. He's one of the guys that's so out there and he's dead into the gym. And he's, he's just dead. He's dead uh, forward and confident as well. And he went up to one of my new clients. Now he's one of my old clients. And he went up to one of my new clients. They didn't know each other. And one of my new clients, I just remember because you said the pull-ups. One of my new clients was struggling on pull-ups. And he was like halfway through his rep and he's kind of failing. And then he gets to his, the bottom of the other one. He takes a wee pause and he goes to go for it again. And, and slides the local nut job and he grabs his legs and goes let's go bro for me and just starts lifting him and he's like who is this fucking stranger lifting me oh my god see when he told me that story I was dying he was like I was just watching this guy and he's like grunting like oh god for me like, we did, we, we did oh a video on it the other day about people just me. people just getting help with people who don't and it is, it was a podcast for another time, but there is definitely an element of people passed in very bad um, form and <laughs> very bad uh, practices. And that's why I did cringe at the whole gym bro thing because it ends up a lot of bro science. And uh, if it if it brushes down into somebody who's new and, and they end up getting a bad experience for it, that's when it is a bit a bit bad. But um, uh, you've got to love the advice that some people give each other on the gym floor. It's, it's hilarious when you're, as a trainer, you overhear it. Or you oversee it, and that's when it's that's when it's funny. But uh, I um, thanks very much for coming on trips. Um, we will get this one up. Um, we'll get the next one on YouTube. Uh, but as always, if you could just um, share the post, give us some feedback. As always, it's it's always welcomed. And if you've listened this far, uh, let us know of any subjects that you want to hear. And of course, give um, Coach McConnor and Scott Simpson personal training a wee follow. Um, and if anything we've said in the podcast is anything you want to clear up, especially if it comes to a plan or anything or some clarity or accountability, they'll be definitely there to help. So, yeah, have a great weekend or a great start to your week whenever you're listening to us. Thank you. Thank you.